But yeah, he 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 was he had some complimentary things to say, and then he was like, uh, "And I'm and I'm starting to get used to your intro song, wink." <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I wonder good. I wonder how many people were turning away with the uh, with that. Yeah, anytime you were, you're like, oh. This like this makes me like a like laugh cringe. Like maybe that's not what you should be going for necessarily. <laughs> uh, I still like it. Welcome to the Successful Users Podcast, featuring Samuel Hewlett and Robert Graham. Uh, welcome to the Successful Users Podcast. I am Samuel Hulick. And I'm Robert Graham. And this week we're going to be doing something, we're turning, we're, we're boldly adapting as we go. We, we try one thing, we try out another, it's, uh, fail fast gets a bad rap, but we're, we're, uh, yeah. we're, we're adapting fast, I guess you could put it that way. Throwing out a lot of yeah. variety, seeing what works, getting rid of what doesn't, doubling down on the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah so so today we're we both came prepped with uh, our top five UX mistakes people make with sign up forms, uh and I have I have no idea what Samuel's are and he has no idea what mine are yeah uh, well, but we're gonna go through them yeah well and and perhaps our startling uh, return to form here is already off to a slightly off kilter start I thought it was five pro tips on successful sign-up form UX, not uh, five mistakes people make. Oh, wow. So pro tips, not mistakes? Right. Well, it sounds like we have five pro tips and five mistakes then. Oh, yep. Well, maybe a little little good cop, bad cop kind of a routine here. Yeah. You you were always the positive guy anyway. Right. So... um, all right. Well, what you, shall we shall we kick it off? It was like I got some good news and some bad news. Most of the time, people are like, "Well, let's go with the bad news." So, do you want to you want to start with a mistake? <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, <clears throat> so, my number one mistake was uh, that a lot of times people don't align the the button or the action language with the actual sign up action. Uh, so, what I mean by that is the the worst of it would be having a button that just says submit. Um, I think it's Patrick McKenzie that likes to harp on how, you know, rarely do people come anywhere to to submit. Yeah, um, they're usually looking to do something a little more specific, like make more money or save time or uh, solve some specific problem that your your app or your product is solving. So you really want to have your uh, your button or your action align uh, either with that problem or with whatever you know offer you're making that they're signing up for. Well, there go, there goes pro tip number two right off the list. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so. I completely agree. I, I love Patrick McKenzie's, especially he's like, unless if you're operating a uh, a BDSM website, then people probably <laughs> right. aren't going to be that into submitting. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm I'm very much in favor of that too. That anytime that you can. Um, you know, align button copy around, like, say, whatever, your project management software. Like, if it was, you know, start managing projects better now or something like that. Like, if you can, if you, the three elements I look for are, is it benefits-oriented? Is it an action that you're taking uh, or action-oriented in that way? And then also, is there so, some level of urgency to it? Uh, that, that those, are, those are the three qualities that I always find stand out as far as button copy is concerned. Yeah, if I were going to add to that, I would add specificity. Oh, please um, do add to that. Yeah, well, I'm specifically adding specificity. So this so, is out of the realm of the hypothetical now. <laughs> that's correct. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, put the word specificity on the button. That's it. Uh, no, so so what I mean by that is uh, not just like join now, uh, but like, join in two minutes or something, you know. Uh, and that might not have to go on the button copy, but uh, it depends on exactly what you're putting there. Uh, so the more specific you can be either about the time or about uh, the action you're performing, uh, the better you're going to connect with people when they read it. I love it. There you go. So when you, when you say specificity, are you are you are you specifically saying specificity regarding time or just or the action or just in general? I mean, I think it applies to both for sure. 
All right. So there you go. So actions, benefits, urgency, and specificity. Boom. Boom. We're dropping knowledge already. Sorry about your tip number two. That's all right. I'm scrambling over here to, to come up. <laughs> yeah, the, do you ever hear the story? There was like the violin um, master who was like in a performance and a string broke and he like immediately recalibrated and, and knew how to like create chords with just five strings or however many uh, right. normal violin strings minus one is. Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm that's... doing over here. I got my Stradivarius trying to trying to get this oh. thing. Yeah, that's right. Dropping some violin knowledge. I like that. That's right. I saw the trailer for the Red Violin when it came out in like 98. Okay. Well, I missed that, but I do listen to Planet Money, so shout out there. Do they talk about fancy violins on that? Uh, there was a, there was actually an episode pretty much entirely about the Strat. Oh, not the Stratocaster, though. No. Uh, but it was an interesting episode. If you if you like that kind of thing, a little bit of economics, it's good. Fair enough. All right, so I'm gonna take things. Let's. I'm, I'm trying to decide should I should I skip around and, and build off of that or just go in a total when when you zig I zag here. I'm gonna go for the the somewhat natural segue that is of course no longer natural because I'm uh, thinking out loud here. But um, one thing that I like to see when you're talking about getting specific with button copy. Um, I really like to see sign-up forms that, uh, the term I use is, they address anxiety within the context that it's presented. So, if you're asking somebody to sign up by, uh, for example, naming the website they're about to create, or by uh, picking a username or something along those lines, letting people know you can change this later greatly reduces the stakes of what that decision that that person's making. Or if they're concerned that um, it's unsafe, even putting something stupid like a, like an image of a lock uh, that says secure, or like with the word secure next to it, um, all those kind of supplementary, you could almost call it micro copy or helper copy. Uh, it's almost like uh, uh, trust copy, risk, risk, denial copy. Um, but I, I love to see you on that work. It's a very small touch that really speaks a lot about the, 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 uh, design process of the team that built the product. Yeah, I think there's some truth there. And sometimes depending on your product, uh, depending on the product that you have, you may be in a space that sort of demands a little more of that, that trust and authenticity, you know, maybe like a better SSL cert or some of the other trappings of security will, will play in. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, certainly there are higher stakes and lower stakes. You know, if you're signing up for Yo versus signing up for a bank account, that's gonna that, well, that's not gonna age well. I'm sure. <laughs> like people hear this like seven seven months later, like, oh, what? What is he talking yeah. about? Anyway, if you like thirty minutes, just yeah. If you sign up, let's see what would a better example be. If you sign up for uh, Flickr or versus a bank account. Um, yeah, you know, even, obviously, even like Basecamp, right? Like you don't need the same level of security necessarily as you would expect from, uh, yeah, like bank software or, you know, medical records or something. Right. But I would counter that if you, in the case of a, of a Yo or a Flickr, that if you are trying to appeal to a broad audience where you can't make a lot of assumptions about their comfort with technology, then then perhaps what seems low stakes to us uh, could be high stakes to them. Maybe they're scared about entering their email address at all. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Uh, and I mean, when you when you dig specifically on email addresses, you can get into, uh, you know, mentioning something about we don't spam, having a privacy policy, that kind of stuff. Some other yep. trust trappings. Absolutely. Yep. Big time on that. Um, and so yeah, and the the real key to me with this with taking this approach is you're not simply just writing something that's reassuring off the top of your head, that you're really, when it works really, really well, it's because it's like you look at a field and you go, okay, what do I have to enter in here? And then you kind of have this moment of like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, hey, that's they, they address that right beneath the field with some sort of, you know, one-liner or whatever. But they really know what that little pang of anxiety is going to be, and then they talk you down, specifically addressing that, as opposed to just like, don't worry, we got your back, or something very vague like that, or or talking you down on a on a point of anxiety that you don't have. The way that this could backfire is if you say something like, uh, if somebody's not worried about security, and you go like, "Don't worry, we're really secure." Then all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, well, I wasn't thinking about that until now, but now I am." 
So you don't want to introduce anxiety by trying to dissuade it. But at the same time, a well-timed cool, cool, it, a cool down uh, message, uh, I think, can really, really work wonders. Yeah. All right. So in just a moment, we're going to get back on the uh, the lists here. But I wanted to jump in real quick with uh, so the first year of microconf, Ramit Sethi gave a talk, and one of the one of the things he talked about was this great tip. Uh, it might even have been in the Q&A where he said, uh, if you want to really have an impactful way to get past uh, your customers' objections, then what you should do is, you know, say surveys or something along those lines to get at, you know, why people don't buy, why people walk away. So you could also do, you know, switch interviews to learn about uh, the anxiety people have and then get some of your successful customers to give you testimonials that are tailored and directed at those specific objections. Oh. So mm-hmm. don't it, it's not trust me, it's this person saying trust them. Right. Mmm. Savvy. Right. Throwing some psychology at you here. It's wild. All right. So I think your number one is still available. And in the interest of uh, maintaining our format, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you draw the card. Oh, no, no, I just did draw the card. It was the ad- addressing anxiety in the moment. Oh, that was it? Yeah, well, because oh. yours was button copy. Oh, okay. And mine's, mine's yeah. supplementary copy. You just said, oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you, you said segue. I, I'm well, lost. Well, I was saying, what I, what I didn't want to do would be like, okay, well, there's that, and then I'm going to talk about this completely unrelated thing, where I was like, well, this one's sort of related. If you, you Not only do you have the, the button copy uh, dialed yeah. in, but what comes right below the button copy? A little supporting copy. Yeah. Wow, I feel way better about this now. <laughs> well, good. Uh, I can only <laughs> hope that the, the people listening feel good about this as well. I think so. I, nobody's confused anymore. No one has complained yet. I will say that. <laughs> That's an excellent point, Samuel. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go with uh, with my number two mistake here uh, with sign-up forms. So my number two guy is uh, is too many available actions on the page. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I think when you have something like a sign-up form, a landing page, uh, you want to keep it extremely focused. You want a very large in-your-face call to action, and you don't want things that take away from that. Um, obviously, a lot of the things we're talking about today are things that are worthy of, of testing if you if you have the traffic to test these things. Um, but obviously, as well, both of us think that they're they're good guidelines for getting started, and I think this one is the right place to start. So strip it down. Strip it down. When in doubt, throw it out. That's right. I think I read a statistic somewhere that like every field that you add to a form reduces conversions by ten percent. Yeah, that could be. Well, that even, could be. Full I'm not core. even necessarily talking forms. I'm I'm talking like full full actions here. But yeah. Wait. What? So like links. Links that take you away from the page. Oh, uh, so this is alternative this is, buttons. Yeah, th- you're you're saying one good way to design a form is to not surround it with a bunch of other stuff, not even just the stuff inside the form. Right. Oh, interesting. Fair enough. So, well, uh, let me let me let me play devil's advocate on this one now. Oh, I like this. You've never done this before. This is the agreement hour with Robert <laughs> and Samuel. Well, usually, yeah, one hundred percent consensus. No more. Our streak is broken. All right. So one thing that I see when I'm, you know, for example, reviewing onboarding experiences, uh, you go to a a site like, uh, for example, um, Quora or Tumblr, uh, wildly popular sites. Uh, So certainly they're doing something right. But you go there and it's basically like a desktop pattern uh, like that you would have like literally like like you would have like an image on your desktop on your computer with a field and like a logo like it'll be like work for us sign up and that's pretty much it so that would be the extreme of what you're recommending you're getting rid of all distractions but especially if people don't know who you are don't they don't you need to provide some sort of rationale some sort of just even orientation around what it is that you offer and context around what people are doing once they start signing up yeah, I think so for sure. I, th- I think it doesn't mean you have to strip all copy from the page, um, and I think this specifically would get to how people, you know, arrive, land in your funnel, and get to this particular form. 
Um, that would influence what you need to put on the page. Uh, but I think your your sign-up form can be really tight but still have the copy it needs to. I'm just saying you don't want people to have too many other available actions or it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt your conversion rate it's going to hurt your your focus on the page right that's the term that's the term that i invent well not invented like in an egotistical way that that i came up with for myself is like um is focus mode is what i call it like amazon when you're checking out all of a sudden they're like all right you don't need to see you don't even need to see our logo like or, or you can't even click back to the home page we're getting rid of right. all the navigation there's no more footer we're not recommending any other products we are just we are just setting the stage. It's like a clean room for you to just go in yeah. and, and and do your business. Yeah, buy it, ship it, done. Yeah, but but specifically, and and so I'm I'm a much I'm a big fan of of the when when in doubt throw it out approach. But specifically regarding my my question about the the Tumblr and and Quora strategy, do you see merit in that? Because I am always thinking there have to be some more things that you could add to this homepage that would driving conversions up rather than down. Right. I guess I still think it depends on how people get to the page. Um, but generally I do agree with you. I feel like they would be doing better with, uh, you know, landing pages that were directed at people that came from particular places or, uh, you know, particular content or partners or something, because I feel like those pages would be able to address uh, much more specifically, the segment that's landing on the page, mm. and the more—I mean, the more you can speak to someone in particular, the more they're going to listen and open up and be willing to, to you know, join up and hear what you have to say and all that. I mean, Not, you're, well, you're asking someone to to take another step with you, and if all they see is a logo and you know, give me your email address, uh, if that's really all they've seen, then I feel like that's not going to work. Yeah, are you getting a lot of people like? You're also like get, uh, targeting a weird segment of people who are like, well, that's enough for me. <laughs> like, okay, all right. <laughs> but but uh, piggybacking on your on your point where you segment. said, can I can can we target those people and sell something to them? Yeah, just just like uh, just just happy go lucky. Like I'm I'm up for whatever. Then <laughs> yeah. Um, but piggybacking on your on your point a second ago when you were saying uh, like speaking directly to a person. Uh, I, I would agree. I would take it one step further, and I would say speaking directly to a person in a particular situation. So let's say your Twitter, um, you know, obviously that's a, a very wide demographic that you're targeting, but maybe you know based off of a landing page or an ad that they clicked on or a referral email that they had come through, um, you can kind of make some inferences about what they're specifically trying to accomplish or whatever kind of context they're already bringing to the to the experience. Um, and then also what sort of device they're using. So with Twitter, like, you know, if, if you're trying to sign up on a desktop and they show you a screenshot of the mobile experience, maybe that's not really quite in alignment with what their, the, the scent of information that they've been following thus far would be. Yeah, I think that's a good point. All right. So should I, should, okay. should, should I, should I bring a, a positive to your, to your, your, uh, ongoing negativity? Yeah, I'm a huge downer, but yeah, jump in. <laughs> All right, so uh, the, sort of a re- another sort of related one here. At first, I thought you were you were actually I was just gonna have to scratch another one off based off of what you're saying. But um, one thing that I like to see is not only simplifying the stuff that surrounds the form, but simplifying the form itself as much as possible. So looking at do you really need to get their phone number? Do you really need to know what industry they're in? Do you really need to know how many com- uh, employees are at the company? If all, if any of these things can be backloaded to clear way for people to get to that, you know, reducing the time to wow, so to speak, um, you, you, building trust through that process, I think a lot of those questions or uh, pieces of information can be filled in afterward. And that way you're not, you know, kind of making people go through all these contortions just to even figure out what it is that you do, which hopefully they already know, but you know, hopefully you're not making people use your product to be able to figure out what it it even is supposed to be doing for you. But regardless, I'm a big fan of taking all this information that you want and specifically saying of, of all this information that we are hoping to get, this is the information that we need to get. And then specifically, maybe we can even string that out into the experience where we can provide a super easy way to get started, where it's just like, just name your account, boom. And then, 
or like um, Optimizely, I think does this really well. If I'm remembering correctly, where they're like, just enter the URL that you want to start working on, and you it's one field. You get in there. It's not even asking for personal information from you or to set up an account or anything. All of a sudden, you're in there. It's like a it's like a foot in the door technique. I'm a big big fan yeah. of that approach. So that's my yeah. don't, that's don't, my don't tip number two. What's that? I said, don't crush my whole list here. <laughs> okay. Well, that was. Uh, I guess I did cover a little bit of ground there, but um, that's okay. I think I think we're still okay. Uh, no, I think that's good. I would I would harp on your uh, your a couple of your points that you I think already covered. But so there used to be a big thing with fields where there were you know everybody had optional fields, and really if you have anything in your form that's optional, it shouldn't be there. It's just it's outrageous. I'm a big um, fan of that. Yeah, because then uh, yeah, for for numerous reasons. But let's just I don't even need to go into them. I fully yeah. endorse what you just said. So now that we've gotten rid of all the optional things, uh, the other thing I would say, and you touched on it, is so if you if you do have a use case for something like a phone number, uh, it's unlikely, unless you're making more like an enterprise sale or something, it's unlikely that you need the phone number up front. Um, so say there's some you know support action or there's something uh, inside of your application, some interaction with your product where a phone number is required, uh, it's most likely that you could request that information in the context in which it's required, you know, kind of just-in-time uh, account information there. And it's not going to bother anybody. They're already going to have trust with you. They're already going to be, you know, happy and using your stuff. Uh, and, and they can lay down a phone number or an address or, you know, those types of things when they actually need to after they've seen something from your side and not just giving everything from their side. Completely agreed. I, the, the only thing I would add on top of that very nice rundown is that um, when you were saying like asking for it only when it's required and people being more willing to do so, it especially works well if you're, once again, like providing that specific rationale around why it's in their interest for them to do it. Not just like, okay, well, now now you have to enter this, so do it. Yeah, but like, you I know, agree. If you enter your phone number, it'll be easier for other people to find you or whatever whatever the thing that's actually going to benefit them makes it a lot easier. Like, okay, well, I can see how that makes sense. All right, I'll enter yeah. it in. I've seen this. It, this is something actually that bothers me about some of the social networks out there. Uh or even some of the applications that let you log in with them, they're, you know, they're immediately, hey, you know, let your friends know about this. Tell all your friends this. Let us search all your friends. Yeah, open uh, up, open up your contact and, book. But it's never, it's never. Uh, if you, you know, hook your friends up, then you get blah, or our app does better X Y Z, or, you know, it, it's it's always just hook up all your friends. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. Yeah, that's disappointing. So bring us down I don't again. Do that anymore. I'm sure that all of those, you know, people in charge of massive social networks are listening. So yeah. please. Stop. Well, and also they're like, yeah, yeah, that's really not working great for us. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> yeah, right. Our <laughs> 500 million users are really disappointed in us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've only uh the 2x growth month over month since uh 2005. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough rough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's awesome all right uh so where are we at are I, we, I think it's back, back cop time again back to me it's oh yeah okay so this one this one's maybe kind of copy focused um and in my my lower points it, it was harder to prioritize but i'm coming with uh i'm coming with what i called the unclear promise mm. uh so i feel like sometimes you can have a sign-up form, whether it's for the product itself or some kind of pre-sign-up where they go into you know, an email funnel or something like that, where it's not really clear what they're signing up for. Like, are they getting some kind of opt-in bribe? Are they signing up to the application? Or, and what, if they are signing up to the application, kind of like you brought up with Tumblr and stuff, Quora, like, why am I signing up? What's, what am I getting? What is, what's the purpose? Um, so I, I think your sign-up form is going to serve you and your users best when it's clear what the motivation is. That, there you go. Yeah. So so orienting people specifically around what is... I have to jump through the, this hoop, i.e. 
sign-up form, but that's to get me to somewhere. So do I even know where that somewhere is? Right. And and when people are in that moment of signing up, it should not only be clear what it is, but it should be exciting, right? It should be... I mean, not everybody's going to have an app where people are fired up, but it should at least be, you know, relating to something they're thinking about, and it speaks to them because they're like, oh, yeah, this thing, God, and you really need to get on that. Uh, I'm definitely signing up, right? Yeah, well, the, the, one of my favorite graphs is the, there's like a, you know, like what a, what do you call that, like a hill distribution? Is that what they're called? Uh, there are distributions. I'm not familiar with that one. It's the one where it starts at the bottom and then it and it gradually grows up in the middle and then it goes back down again. Oh, the normal distribution? I guess so. Anyway, it's it has nothing to do with that. It's just that shape. But it's basically it's a diagram of like this is a hill that people need to you know, put effort into getting over, but hopefully they're doing that to get to the other side. So if you're looking to make your conversions right. better, you either need to increase the motivation that would carry somebody over the hill or reduce the friction, which would make the hill less hard to climb. Yeah, and I like I like the reduce the friction. Um, I but, think that's a great, a great phrase and a great way to think about. But specifically in your case, you're saying increase the motivation as well. Yep. Right. That sounds like a pro tip to me. It's uh, what I'm what I'm what I'm learning here is that the, the difference between pro tips and and uh, what like must avoid mistakes? Very just the two sides of the same coin, I think. Yeah, I think they're just framed differently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, to round out what you were mentioning there, as far as the motivation goes, I'm a big proponent of letting of getting people to the point where they can picture an improved version of themselves on the other side of that hill, basically. So not only oh, you know, um, like what would be Let's say it's, well, well, I guess now we're just getting into general form design, but let's say you were signing up to receive um, an ebook, for example. That's an easy one. Or SaaS or whatever. But like, not only being like, oh, I, I can imagine this ebook is valuable and I would like to possess it, but getting people even further to the point of like, imagine all the things that I can be doing once I've read this ebook. That to me is much more specific and much more powerful motivator. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think you you framed and summed that up nicely. Oh, well, thank you. All right, so I think it's time for number three from you, sir. All right, so this this one this one's a bit of a layup, I will say. And it doesn't specifically have to do too much with the sign-up form, uh, but the sign-up process. Uh, I really, really, really recommend that people ditch email confirmation whenever possible, which I think is basically all the time. Okay, so to be clear for everybody, you mean uh, forcing them to type in their email address twice, no. not necessarily double opt-in, or do you mean double opt-in? Uh, I mean, the like, we just emailed you an email confirmation email to confirm your email. Go to your email and click on that email. Okay, so how do you feel about typing in the email twice? I think it's lousy. I, okay. Again, it depends on what the stakes are, of course, but... The, especially like, with things this like, feels like a mistake too. This is, I mean, these are all the same, Samuel. What have we done? <laughs> did, did you have that on yours? <laughs> no, no. I meant uh, like you felt like my unclear promise was was actually a pro tip. I feel like this is actually a mistake. You know, you know. I think you might be right. I guess I'm specifically telling people not to do something. I guess it's just a kind of a glass half empty, glass half full kind of thing. Yeah, I think. Everybody has learned something about perspective today, and you're welcome. And that's really, isn't that really the reason we're here? No, it's actually, it's not, it's not, it's not like an episode <laughs> of Cosmos. Everyone just turned us off. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> not, not what I signed up for. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, shoot. What's his name? Yeah, no, who's awesome. the guy? Uh, oh, oh, Alan Watts. Yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. All right. Oh. <laughs> um, so... All right, so getting back on track. Yeah, the way that the whole email confirmation process is handled, uh, I'm not a fan of of introducing any, any kind of elements that when you're saying, you know, retype your email, retype your password, if those are things that are very, very easily recoverable, uh, then don't introduce any extra micro hurdles into the overall process that you can. 
by my my particular recommendation regarding email confirmation is is do not force people they're excited they want to get into your application they just filled out the sign up form and then you're like boom roadblock not even going to let not even going to let you see this application until you're confirmed until then you're nothing to me like i don't i think that's just absolutely terrible so that's that's my that that was that was very much not a pro tip that was really kind of an admonishment but there you go yeah. Well, and pro tip, pro tip. Let's try to turn spin a little positivity into this. So the ways that you can avoid it are: is it at all possible to let people into the application and let them accomplish whatever it is they're looking to do without their email being confirmed right away? Maybe that's just it's an ongoing thing. So maybe you just have a like a little nag bar at the top that says, "Hey, by the way, in order to do X, Y, and Z, you know, because you could say you can do these things, but these critical activities you can't do until you confirm your email address." Whenever you can get around to that, that would be great. We just sent one to you. Something like that's good. Another pro tip, and this I basically never see, is all you really need to... Like, you you can confirm someone's email address by having them... Let me back up. The way that email confirmation emails work is you send them an email, and they click a link in that email with, like, a special code that... that or a cookie or whatever that the... that the or goes to a page that confirms blah, 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 Right? Yep, I'm following. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be... And it, like, they don't have to know that they're confirming their email when that happens. You could just as easily say, you know, three days or one day later, hey, welcome, thank you so much. Maybe you get a 50% open rate, 20% click rate. Great, then 20% of the people who sign up are confirming their email address by clicking in to do whatever non-email confirmation specific action you're linking to. But, uh, you know, you got that, got that problem solved right there. So I say push it back, back, uh, what was it, backload it as much as possible, and then also get a little, get, a, get creative with it. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good tip. All right. So now, now back to uh, doom and gloom. Well, and uh, let's, you kind of... People like numbers, I think. So I, one thing I, I just occurred to me I should have done, that was tip number three for me. I, I called out tip number three before you started. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. So you're on to tip three now or four? I'm on four, yeah. I, st- I started the shindig. Always one step ahead of me. Easily. Yep. All right. So tip four. All right. Well, you you kind of murdered my tip four in the night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to mention what I had and just reinforce it for the people. Uh, but I do. I kind of have a backup tip, so I'm gonna. I'll, I'll bring that one around at the end. I just don't think it's quite as important. Okay. Uh, so I'm just gonna pile on. Samuel brought it up already, uh, but essentially it's just it's just too many form fields. So we talked about the optional stuff and getting stuff later. Uh, but yeah, I, I, people ask for more than they need, um, and I think it's a I think it's a pretty big error. Uh, and my number five kind of connects with that. So should I should I jump in there because we've danced around it, or do you want to do your number four first? You know what? This is this this is we're keeping it wild and woolly here. I'm gonna leave the call up to you. If you're feeling froggy, jump. All right. Well, I always love the game Frogger, so I'm jumping. Uh, just because it's it's we've got some continuity here. So so my number five is is essentially it connects to a lot of the things we've mentioned, but it's calling it out specifically. Uh, so people will be a lot more uh, interested in signing up if you've already given them some value. Mm. Uh, and so every every product doesn't really fit the bill here, but if it's possible, I think it's it's awesome uh, to put some kind of value, some kind of usage uh, of your app before you even ask for them to sign up. So if they can do something, say you had uh, like an image manipulation app or something, so they can actually go in and they can upload an image and do some, some simple things to it, and then when they go to say save it or print it or send it to somebody, then you're like, oh, yeah, hey, that's awesome. Thanks for... Uh, you know, making this cool image. We just need your email address. Yeah, I love it. Big, big, uh, big booster of that. Two thumbs up from the Hewlett camp. Nice. So yeah, it's it's definitely not something that works everywhere, uh, but you can definitely be creative with this. 
I think it's I think it's more applicable than people give it credit for. So it might be it might be difficult, but I think it will I think it will help. I think people will be more engaged. Yeah, and that's that's some that's some advanced level uh, applica- uh, applying psychology to UX, like the whole idea of people being loss averse whenever possible. I I always like to frame it in a way that's like now just do this one more thing, but instead saying in order not to lose everything, enter your email address <laughs> so you can create an account. If you don't want to wake up in the gutter anymore. Well, no, but I'm just saying, if you went in and like monkeyed around and created a project, uh, let me put it this yeah. way. The best, the best example that I could give is um, like, uh, like e-commerce when like you're buying a pair of shoes on Zappos or whatever. And they're like, mm-hmm. there's the, like the create an account flow or just like the guest checkout flow. Yep. They're basically the same flow, except that you're just coming up with an account and a password at the end of it instead of at the beginning. And the reason, because you're like, oh, well, guest, yeah, obviously, I don't want to have to, like, go and create an account. Who knows if I'll ever come back here again. Bop, 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 enter my credit card, enter, yep, billing matches shipping, yes, yes, yes. Okay, purchased. And then you're, like, feeling good. There's a success date. Your, your shoes are on the way. And you have an account right now by just by going through this process. If you don't want to lose it, just come up with a password. That's all you have to do. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I possess this thing. I don't want to lose it, so I better... I better uh, come up with that password after all. That sounds like a good plan. Same exact thing. Optimizely, you get in there, you start, maybe even have your first test run up, and then it's like, okay, well, for this to actually happen and for this not to just disappear when you leave, enter your email address. I'm like, well, of course, I don't want to lose it. So right. big, big, yeah, time, yeah. big time booster of that idea. Yeah, and we, we touched on that in a couple places. So, uh, you know, anything that you can, can delay and choose to engage the user further before asking for something, I think that's a win. And this is just sort of the, like you said, a more advanced, like bigger application of that. Right. Um, yeah. The, the last version is good. Uh, and, know, in you, this case, you know, what's another think, cool example of that is like if you buy a concert ticket for twenty dollars, right? You you're really excited to go see this band, or at least somewhat excited, go and buy a concert ticket for twenty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And and you bought it six days ahead of time. And then you go uh, the the day before you're like oh yeah where did I put that ticket you can't find it anywhere it's a total disaster nightmare situation the concert ticket is gone oh. it's very you're you're much less likely to go and buy another ticket because you had it and then you lost it and it's gone as opposed right. to if you were planning to go buy a concert ticket and then you lost twenty bucks you're like well okay I'll just use another twenty dollars to buy the ticket. You're still out the same amount of money, but you you possessed that object and and you and you hated losing it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. No, there's uh so you you kind of just like restated a classic psychology experiment where you can uh you can rig up an experiment where you like give somebody a certain amount of money depending on a coin flip and people answer, you know, a certain way as to like which option they'll take, but if you just reframe it as uh, you'll lose this much money, and I'm just gonna give you the the uh, the lower sort of amount of money up front. Uh, people overwhelmingly change their choice, and it's not to the the sort of statistically correct one. It's just in a loss averse way. Right, but the outcome is still the same. You're just framing it as like you're yeah yeah, and and they play it a lot more conservative when they think they're losing something. Right. Whereas like yeah. hey, it's free money. Yeah, might as well go large. Right. Yeah, and it's funny. I, th- I mean, you. I think this is a very positive way to use that kind of psychology in this case. Um, but you see it used sometimes in a more underhanded way. Uh, a couple examples would be like consumer warranties, which are usually a bad deal. They're always offered you right. know, after you've gone through the pain of checking out and picking the thing, and then it's like, oh well, you don't want to lose it, so right. ten more bucks and protect your uh, investment. And yeah, and a, a good example that that's probably near and dear to you. Oh boy, uh, is uh, the, the the car purchase uh, process. Yeah, so there's usually like a million financing and warranty and you know super awesome spray on car invincibility thing that you know is only eighteen hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they always put that stuff at the end after you're committed to to doing the thing already. Right. So, so to Robert's point, I had a very long 
uh, long journey into the night at a, at a car dealership buying a new car. Thought I availed myself pretty well in the, throughout the negotiation process. And then right at the end, they're like, hey, do you want the, the, the true coat lamination gloss whatever? And I was like, no, sir. I know that this is a trick. And they're like, okay, but I also have to ask, do you want the the uh, full extended blah 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 warranty? And I, for whatever reason, I just broke down. I was like, yep, let's 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 throw that on there. But to I will say, I went home, did my research because I was very clear. I was like, if I want to cancel this, if it if it's if this doesn't look like a good deal, I want I want backsies. And they're like, yep, you get backsies. And so I went back, did my research. Looked like uh, I could get it significantly cheaper elsewhere if I was even economically motivated to get it at all. Went back. Signed some papers, canceled that bad boy. Nice. Yep. Yeah, so. that's that's hard to do. I'm not good at the canceling part. I, I yeah, stared him right down. I, I, I even I even uh uh he the because the, there's like the the sales guy who is like always like he's your friend, and then there's the the whatever like the accounts guy or or the finance guy who's like you know the sales guy's like always like well good cop bad cop thing right. Yep. And so. The, the the finance guy had a picture of his kids on on his desk and and when he was like walking me through it he's like look I'm a family man and he points to the pictures of his kids and uh and so when I when I wanted to return it I was like you know what it, you, you you know you you even invoked your family on this deal on this promise that you made so I knew that you would be good for it so like just <laughs> where basically he would have to like turn a, turn his back on his promise uh, for being a family man I thought that was uh, it kind of gave me an advantage in that way. Yeah, I like that. All right, so we got to try to keep this thing on track here. Um, got to tighten it up. Yeah, yeah. So we're moving moving back to you. This is number four. This is number four. I think we should go into lightning round mode. Boom, lightning. Right. Um, so one thing that I like to do a lot of times. So so a, a, an earlier recommendation was to. Uh, get the the little foot of foot in the door, the little the little nibble of cheese field where you just enter one thing, and then you kind of string the form out um, through multiple, as you mentioned, kind of relevant requests as people are moving through the sign up process. So far, so good. Yes, sir. So one thing that I would recommend is, let's say you you have the foot in the door single email, say it's on the home page, and then boom, people think that they're going to be diving into the product. But a lot of times, more often than not, I would even probably say, based off of what I've seen, you're not. You're taken into what I call like a limbo screen where all of a sudden it's not the marketing site, the branding's different, the the interface is different, but you can tell like you're not supposed to really be settling in or trying to like, you know, figure out, or what, how would I put it, like make yourself at home or get used to this area because you know that it's not really the product either. Kind of stuck right. in between. Purgatory. Purgatory, Yeah. Well, I think limbo is like a nicer purgatory, is right? Or is that the other way around? <laughs> uh, I'm going to defer that question. I don't have the theology language. background that you do. But anyway, <laughs> um, so so my recommendation is to kind of combine the two, what I call the Emerald City in the Distance approach, where you take the the limbo screen form forms and you superimpose them in modal states on top of the product. So they can see, like, the Emerald City. Oh, this is where I'm going. If I just get past this little section, yeah, I'll just, I'll, do, I'll, I'll fill out whatever these little nibble requests are. Sure, just to get to the place I really want to go. As opposed to, like, I don't even know where I am. Like, I'm in the clean room right. again, or whatever. Yeah. So, that's uh, my, the Emerald City in the distance. I go into a little bit more detail in, in the book. Not that I'm, not that I'm prom- like, promoting the book here. That's not what I'm here to do. But just saying, we're in lightning round, so I can't cover it as much as I want to. Yeah, well, this is going to be awkward because our uh, our sponsor this week is someone who wrote a an onboarding book. Oh no, that is awkward. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh. We're skipping that. Okay, sorry. It's lightning round to <laughs> um, number five. All right, so number five, bad news bears. What do you have for us? What? Oh no, I did my number five. It oh, was, that's uh, right, because you did both at the yeah. same time. Oh, so maybe I can ease back lightning round a little bit. Um, so my last. Point. Well, let's see. So, all right. So, so this is this is probably the least related one of the bunch. But I would like to quickly go back to what I think was your point four, which is to simplify the form fields and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that your number two? Yeah, but I'm just saying. I, I thought I was going to be able to interject, and, and then you're like, you were feeling froggy, and I didn't want to get in your way. 
Oh, but just, oh yeah, okay. We we didn't specifically well, call this out. Maybe because okay. fine, maybe it's becoming a little bit less in fashion. Maybe it's not as big of a deal. But anybody out there that's using a captcha on a sign up form, uh, get with it, buddy. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, mean I, I can see why like a Gmail sign up requires a captcha or something, but yeah short of that sort of like volume and abuse level that's that's like already there and measurable right it's not something you should consider at all let's put it this way it is not a design pattern it is it is a last resort yeah. based off of I, severe yeah, pain absolutely. that you are actually experiencing yes okay so it's not something you should consider until the abuse is intolerable right and even then, you might be like, "Why is this happening?" Like, maybe there's a more right. holistic way to approach it. So, anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a... maybe you're off message here, and you should be attracting people that don't want to abuse your product. Right. Um, so then, my last point, and this is ending it on a bit of a trifle. I admit, I guess we we kind of came out with our A material early on. Maybe that's we'll have to think. Maybe we should start small next time, and they'll be like, "Man, what is? Yeah, well, really, we'll these little tiny, and like... then boom, boom, boom." <laughs> but anyway, so this is a, on a bit of a whimper, but I, I think that, uh, you know, looking at sign up, um, basically it's, it's user authentication is, is what the, is what sign up is. And I think a lot of times people say we need a sign up form here as opposed to this is the point where we need to authenticate users for whatever reason. And when you reframe right. it as the problem that you need to solve from a behavioral standpoint, um, as opposed to an interface that you're recommending that it is assumed to solve the problem that you're not stating, you kind of start mistaking the the map for the terrain, in my opinion. So my meta recommendation for sign-up forms is like, maybe they don't need to be sign-up forms at all. Maybe they could be social logins. So, you know, sign in with Twitter, sign in with Facebook, whatever that may be. Retinal scanning, uh, thumb thumbprint ID, Voice what activation whatever I, there's a it's, a it's a wild world out there and problems can be solved in a, in a lot more elegant fashion and uh, a lot more uh, well I guess ease of use uh, as far as the the user's experience is concerned than than typing something into a field so just my last recommendation is think outside the box a little bit or take a big step back yeah I like this uh, I, this is actually so I had. I had a sixth thing I was going to mention, and you. This was this your is, your this weak is, sauce. This is basically, one. It, yeah, this was my trifle. But it's yeah, I think it's I think it's worthwhile. It's like worthy of being mentioned because you can you can reduce friction with this. You can make people a little happier. Nobody wants to remember another password. Uh, yeah, it's just not it's not interesting. You can potentially, depending on the way that you implement this, if you sign up with Facebook or Google, you know, you get access to certain information. So you may they may not have to fill out a form at all to use your software, and I think that's a nice experience. Uh, the only thing I would sort of caution everyone with is if you're going to go with, especially if you're not going to put multiple options there for people to to sign up, uh, like if you were thinking to just go with Facebook, I think you need to be careful there and and really look at uh, you know having some kind of alternative or making sure that oh, you sure. know your people are on Facebook and that it's no problem to sign up there. Uh, I mean, myself, I, I haven't actually logged into Facebook in, in years and years. Yeah. Um, me too. So if I, if I land on a page and it's like Facebook login and nothing else, I'm like, Oh, well, this isn't for me. Yeah. Or if it's totally reliant where it's like, all right, well, you know, we know that we're, they're going to be signing with Facebook. So then next step, we'll show them all their friends. And every time I'm like, I just have this burner <laughs> Facebook account. Like it's a, here. You, oh, you don't have any friends. Okay. Well, that's like, <laughs> that it will just uh, skip step two, I guess. Like, right. um, yeah. So there you go. What, you know what, Robert? I got to say, I like the way that this turned out. I think this format works. Yeah. Who would have thought that structure was important? And if you, not you, Robert, if you listening with the, you with the earbuds or with the, what is it, the Jawbone Jambox, maybe is somebody who's listening yeah. to it on that or uh, through your... The football con- practice or the lawnmower or... I don't think they're the going to be listening to it on their lawnmower. That would probably be on their headphones. And I don't think it's uh, that safe to mow the lawn with headphones, but I could be wrong. 
But uh, uh, it might be a riding lawnmower, and then they're technically listening on the lawnmower. I think, yeah, okay. I still think that's maybe not that safe. You get kids screaming in the background, Dad, stop! Dad, stop! <laughs> anyway, this uh, is kind of undermining my point. But to those listening, I hope that you found this valuable as well. Once again, we're, we're very, very new at this. Uh, this is early days for the podcast. If you liked what you heard, let us know. If you have follow-up questions, let us know. There's mailbox at SuccessfulUsers.com, or you can tweet at us at at SuccessfulUsers. Yes, sir. Both so of I, those I would think... be great. If there's something you like, let us know. If there's something you don't like, let us know. And then we'd love to hear questions. We, we'd love to be able to tackle those in, in an upcoming episode. And based off of the responses so far, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a response <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... So I guess to to lock that up. So we we actually we've got a couple reviews and we've got something in the mailbag here that I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a little quick shout out here. So we got a five star review from uh, Ryan Gum in Australia. Thanks, uh, Ryan. And yeah, that's awesome. So he says uh, he says that we're experts and we're actually funny and he laughs out loud. Uh, so it's not a quote I paraphrased. Like at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These poor guys. Yeah. Uh, it's a real crack up. <laughs> we got another five star review from Alex Designs in the US. Uh and yeah, he just gives us a, a really solid shout out and he's looking forward to some more episodes and we're looking forward to delivering them. Uh and then on the on the mailbag side, uh our friend Ruben Gomez from BidSketch. Uh super cool app, check it out. Uh he's talking about uh, our our survey stuff and e- emailing people that have canceled, um, and he he calls out that he thinks it's totally not spammy. He agrees with our our conclusions there. Uh, so thanks for the feedback, and uh, we're looking forward to some more from from you guys. Yeah, and and quickly quickly tailing on that, um, Alex Alex Designs, Mr. Alex Harris uh, has a podcast of his own. So I would also recommend checking his out. I was even featured on it. Uh, at one point, so maybe maybe that'll be a little addendum to the show notes because I do not remember that URL off the top of my head. Yes, it'll it'll be there. Thanks again, Alex. Yeah, and thanks thanks to you, Robert. Oh well, that's very generous, Samuel. Thank yeah. you for thank you for sharing the time with me. Well, you're very welcome. And to all of those all of those out there on riding lawnmowers, thank you. But please please take off your headphones because you should really be more aware of of what's going on around you when you're riding something with a spinning metal blade underneath it. Yeah, I agree. What you should be doing while you're resting.